Welcome to the Halsey V. Mark podcast show. And today I am talking to Brandon Kaiser. And he's just for Kaiser, he's very And he is entered the paranormal field in 2009 after watching many paranormal shows on TV and reflecting on things he had witnessed and experienced throughout his life. He was bound and determined to get answers to see if the paranormal activity was real. He then joined up with a team called CIGHT. On his first investigation, Brandon would capture what many in the field called a Holy Grail shot, a little boy at Bachelors Grove Cemetery, featured in four books along with his first EVP. It was the moment when he learned that the art of EVP work and spirit boxes communication. His team, CIGHT, became stagnant, so he decided on January 30th, 2010, his birthday, to change the direction of the field and will form the original PASS, Paranormal Activity Specialist Team. Since then, Brendan has put in over 480 investigations all over the country, and not only both with PASS of IL and TN, but also as an independent investigator with all those investigations under his belt. It's made him a very experienced and respected investigator within the paranormal field. And he also has worked on various videos and shows and various programs. I could tell you more, but I'd be here all day telling you about his bio. It's better to talk to the person himself. Hi, Brandon. How are you today? I'm doing great. Now, can you tell me about what inspired you to get into paranormal? consulting firm. Uh, I was a director at the firm, and um, the recession hit the United States in 2008, um, and my 65-year-old company shut their doors. So while I sat on unemployment, I watched the paranormal shows um, on TV, and I, I reflected back on things that I saw and witnessed um, throughout my life, and I kind of shrugged my shoulders. Uh, all my life had things, and I was like, well, I wonder if there's really something to this stuff, and so I actually joined a team called Sight, and um, I went on my first investigation to Bachelors Grove Cemetery, which is the most haunted cemetery in the country, in the United States, and I captured a picture of a little boy who is actually in four different books now, um, and I caught an EVP that told me to leave this place, and from that moment on, I was hooked. Did that scare you at the time? It didn't scare me. It actually it kind of freaked me out, honestly. Um, I know when I was looking at the picture, my, my wife at the time um, came in, and she was a skeptic. And she said, I see the little boy. And I knew I had something there. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But when I heard the EVP, that, that 
threw me off. I was not expecting that. And, and but you know, between those two, I wanted more. I wanted more, I, and I needed more validation um, that that all this stuff was real. And um, so, what ended up happening was. Um, Sites actually became very stagnant. They weren't doing anything. So basically on January 30th, uh, 2010, I said the hell with it. And I, on my birthday, a birthday present to myself, I formed uh, PASS, the Paranormal Activity Specialist Team. And um, from, that, uh, from there, um, our first year, we put in, or I put in, the whole team did it because I kind of burnt them out. I put in 83 investigations the first year. Wow. That's impressive. Do you, how do you go about your investigations? Do you use science, science as well as um, people that are protected to paranormal? first one the other day I don't think it's a very good one I'll admit that because it's a learning curve but I, I thought I'll have a go in my house but it did you know when you it goes a little bit off the scale a little bit when I went to any went house when I went into the bathroom it went a little bit off more off I didn't get anything I think I've got a slight groan at the end but I'm not too sure if yeah, so it's just my imagination but it definitely picks more towards the wet room than it does anywhere else in the house. I'm only using a smartphone app. I mean, I know it's not the best device in the world, but A, I haven't got a lot of money, so that's what I'm using. I mean, I know it's basic, but it, it just, you know, it sort of works.
we have blinders on while we're doing investigations. And what I mean by blinders, like horse blinders. And when you're so busy thinking about what your next question is, those blinders are on. You need to take those blinders off. So now I have an app that asks the questions, so I'm not sitting there trying to think of questions. I'm more open to the surrounding and what's going on. Not to mention you're going to get a lot more personal experiences that way. Yeah. I mean, I know, I, I imagine when you're doing your investigations, you find that you're helping the people that you're um, involved with. Because sometimes it's not straightforward investigations. People think it's, oh, you just turn up, do a few things and go away. Sometimes you have to deal with people that may have mental health issues or family problems that may be exaggerated with the ghost or the ghost is present there. Do you find that sometimes? Sometimes. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it really just depends, you know. And you have to adapt to your, your surroundings and your situations at, at all times as a paranormal investigator. I mean, it, it's just, um, it's almost like fishing. You, you, can't, you can't always use the same lure. You have to... Um, you have to change it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do, do, I mean, I'm a great believer that our ability to connect to the paranormal world and cryptids and UFOs came from ancient man. Because ancient man had to be perceptive to his environment. Well, that? I'm a great believer that our ability to be able to connect to the paranormal or UFO or cryptids came from ancient man, because ancient man had to be perceptive to the environment he was in. And I think that part of us is still in us. There's a lot of misconceptions between like a naughty ghost and an actual demon. Because some people, I imagine you come across that quite a lot. Oh, I've got a demon in my house. You say, no, actually it's just a ghost being a bit naughty.
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I to say I haven't gone on a personally on a an investigation myself because of my physical disabilities. But I, I was mentioning to someone before, perhaps like in the digital world we live in, we could do like a connect into like, um, do a like a Facebook thing or group meeting thing where you can help listen into. So you listen, give, give someone a bit of audio to listen in to say, oh, did you hear something? And join the investigation that way. Well, you know, the problem is, is I don't know how it is over there um, across the pond on your island, but um, here in the States, our biggest enemy is not the skeptic, the non-believer. It's actually our own kind. Um, here in the States, the problem we have is teams... Um, want to fight with one another. Um, and so it's a great concept what you're talking about. However, because of the egos and the big heads, it would never fly. There'd be just fighting over what everybody heard. Um, so that's a shame, isn't it? The United States kinda... What's that? I said that's a pretty good damn shame that people are like that. Because, but like you say, we're all the same. We're all, just, we're, we're all chasing the same dream. I've always said that, you know, this because of this problem, this field will never evolve. Um, thank God, I have the past family network that I'm surrounded by teams and people that I trust, and so we do share with one another. Would I share it with the public and the rest of the field? Absolutely not, because there's just so much jealousy. And, yeah, it's an absolute shame because we are all in this for the same reason. And, um, you know, if somebody gets something, instead of being upset or pissed off about it, we should be applauding them. That's a victory for all of us. Well, I'm well. If I'm going to carry on trying to do EVPs and ghost boxes and all that as much as I can, if I like make a mistake, and then I'll put them out there. And if people say, "Oh, there's nothing on there," I'm not worried, because at the end of the day, I'm I'm just a mere student like everybody else. I make mistakes. And that's what it's about. into paranormal world because I started off in cryptozoology but I've been par- pulled more and more into paranormal because basically I've had a near-death experience myself and m- but after that I became more and more interested in the paranormal 
and I, I don't have, I can't see nothing, I can't hear nothing, but sometimes I have strange smells, you know, like strawberries or the smell of death, that kind of thing, nothing spectacular. And I, and my friend, I, I call him a friend, sometimes I have problems with my phones for no reason, or the electric will go off for no reason, or I get little things to play up. I call it my, I call it my friend. Trying to play japes on me. I don't think he's vicious. I don't think he or she is vicious. I think he's just saying, I'm here. And I'm trying to talk to you. I think that's what happened. I could be wrong. It could be just my imagination. So, I'll go both ways. It's just weird. I mean, yeah, it's just basically. I mean, ever since I had that experience, I, it didn't happen straight away, obviously. But it, I sometimes get. I, I stand. I was in the kitchen one day, and I smelled. I smelled like death, like damp and dark and horrible. Really, like really, really nasty. Didn't last very long. As if someone was saying, "Oh, you know." I'll go away now. what makes a paranormal so interesting and so fascinating. Let's say when as I um when I had my near death experience, basically I was in a coma for three weeks. 
and when I was in my coma, I heard a woman's voice I didn't, I never heard before or since, and I had the most overwhelming feeling I've ever, ever had to wake up. And also, while I was in my coma, I, I was neither in the real world or the next realm, and I felt like I was touching something, like my version of heaven. That's why I like to call myself Ghostman, because basically for three weeks, I wasn't here. I was dead, technically. That's my take on it. I mean, I could be, I could be completely wrong. But I seriously do believe the, I seriously believe the garden angel bit. You cannot convince me anything different. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I absolutely believe in guardian angels as, as well. And I actually have a theory on guardian angels. Um, you know, Christians, the Christianity. Christianity faith has this belief that either you go to heaven or you go to hell, okay? Well, our God, or my God, I don't know what your belief is, my God is not a selfish God, and I don't believe that he would make us stay in heaven. I think he allows people to come and go, and that's why we witness uh, these guardian angels here on earth. I think they're, they're, they're visitors from the other side. Yeah, I don't disbelieve that. I honestly don't. I think... My, my late wife gives me signs all the time, and I know it's her. Yes, and you, you could be convinced and different, could you? I mean, someone come along and said, oh, don't be silly, it's not. You say, no, I know it is, because there's certain things that only I would know and she would know that are personal. And... Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and, and some could say it's a coincidence, but no way. Not that many times. No way. So, um, but yeah, I believe in guardian angels. I think they're all over the world. Um, I think they're doing God's work, and it's because they're allowed to come and go. Yeah, I like that theory. I quite like that idea. It's interesting. Well, I, I mean, because, you know, I honestly believed that when we left this plane that we went to heaven or hell because of my Christian belief. However, with the different signs that she gave me, it started to make me think about it. And, and and she was an angel on earth. She just she worked for she did work for the church. I mean, she was just an angel. She helped everyone. She gave you the shirt off her back. It was just her nature. So I could honestly see her coming back and helping people. And I know during rough times she will give me a sign, and I know it's her. Well, I I, do, I don't just believe that. I honestly think we keep. Whenever we we got someone very close to us that passes on, I think they stayed with us as a way of keeping us um, sane. Um, but I think they they come and go here and there, and 
periodically they will return. Um, you know, they may, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They may extend their visit when they perceive that we may need them. They may stay for a while, but eventually they go. Um, and they may never return again. They may return again. Um, that's just my theory, what I believe. Um, but, you know, everybody has their own different opinions and, and, and beliefs and views. Um, that's just what I have witnessed and, and now have become a strong believer in. Well, yes, that, that, that's that, that, as you say, this is this is why the paranormal is so fascinating and vast. I mean, years ago, during the Victorian age, we talked about death quite openly. But now I think it's become a bit of a... Not a taboo, it's still taboo as such. It's the final frontier, as I always say to people. It's the Star Trek final frontier that only we know what our personal heaven or personal hell is going to be. And... Um, I think we've been desensitised a bit through um, media because of games and whatever. Right. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, people's perception of death is obviously different. Um, I mean, because think about it. I mean, you all still do it over there in Europe. You, you visit your loved ones quite often. I know it's, a, it's not a ritual but it's a routine to constantly go visit loved ones here in the states they don't really do that um you know that's why i'm not a big fan of um i love cemeteries don't get me wrong i'm not a big fan of cemeteries and that that way of handling death because you know i actually did a show about this a tv show um uh, traditional burial versus cremation. Because if you truly think about it, the body is done. We are done using that body. It is now technically a piece of trash. So if you took all the cemeteries in the world and put them together, it would be the size of who knows what country. It's wasted land. They're landfills. And, and I know people are going to get upset with me saying that, um, you know, but truly think about it. How often do you go and see your loved one? Yeah, you, you lay them to rest and maybe you, you see them a bunch of times in the first year. Well, that dwindles down the second year, dwindles down the third, dwindles down the fourth. Now you're barely ever going. Well, I, I put it this way. I've got my mum and dad have unfortunately left left me. But I have my dad on my, on my arm and my mum as a rose uh, on my leg with mum on it. Because, obviously, you have her always closer to one parent than the other. There's nothing wrong with that. We're all cool with it. Well, I, I, I always made the effort to talk to them when they were alive, even if it was only for five minutes here or five minutes there. Because then I've got, I've got that memory of them in, it, on them. And I think that's important. Uh, 
uh, I was just saying about my, I've got my dad on my arm, as a, a you know, dad, R-A-P, um, and the date he died, and my mum on my leg, as a, I've got a rose and mum on it with some tears in it, and that, that's my way of keeping my mum and dad with me, as a memory. We don't, do we? It's a strange feeling, isn't it? I used to work when I used to. I, I used to cut grass in cemeteries for um, voluntary work, and we had to respect the where we cut. And I always found it awkward when we used to go near the the uh, people that have died like three months and two months or a day, that kind of thing. That was harder to deal with. Then people that say, oh, we had a good life. Oh, you didn't want bad innings. 91. That's good. You know, like that. Right. I think that's how we... That's how we perceive things, I think. I think that's how we perceive things. Yeah, but then you've got to think about it this way. It's more personal to you, isn't it? Because it's the one that you, the person, the person you loved, you was with for for a long time. You had to go through all the difficulty of what happened at the time, and you've obviously still got that memory with you. There's nothing wrong with that. We we all have those memories, and I think that's why you find it harder because you you're not connected to the others. You know that's what it is. You're not connected to them. No, no, I think she wouldn't appreciate you trying to contact her. If she wanted to speak to you, she would find a way. Oh, yeah, she does. So, she does her own signs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure when you're in the house, she lets you know, oh, Brendan, don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) You know, you're going away and then you, something that you didn't didn't like you doing, she'll give you a little nudge saying, come on, I've told you off about that before. Right. I imagine you get little things like that now again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, especially when I'm down, she'll uh, give me a sign of some kind. It, well, I I look at it this way: it, when grief is a funny thing, because I I used I, I I used to do mental health, and one of the things we had to learn about mental health was the grief cycle. Yeah, you know, the technically five years and all that type of thing. But I don't think you ever get get over anybody, really, depending on how close you are. If you're very, very close to someone, I don't think you technically ever get over them. And I think it's a good thing, because you're keeping their memory alive. Yeah, well, I mean, it's been three years, and, well, actually almost three and a half, and now it doesn't get any easier. 
But no, it's like everything. People say time heals, but that, that's just an expression. I think it's just how you deal with it. You're going to get days you think you'll come across certain things you think, oh my god, you know, like you like you said, you know, and that, that's normal. As you say, in the paranormal, when you go in your investigations, I, I imagine you deal with really hardcore problems sometimes. I imagine the bigger buildings, you've got a lot of residue. What's that? In the bigger buildings, you must have a lot of residue. into a room, say you're walking into a room, one by room, do you ever sense that straight away when you walk in that room, you think, oh my god, something really bad happened here? So something's there watching you or... Yeah, I know, I'm with you, yeah, yeah. You know something's there, but you can't see it, but you know it's there. Yeah. when you wrote your I'm, I'm, I, I know you're an author as well did you find it hard to write a book um, what's that? Well, I presume that you're an author as well you said about your books about my what? about your books B-O-O-K books oh I thought you did sorry Oh, sorry, I do apologise. I got confused. My brain, my brain sometimes gets confused. I do apologise. I, I think you could write a book. I think you could easily write a book about your investigations. Yeah, it's a lot of hard work. People just think, oh, I'll write a book. But when you actually put sit down and put pen to paper, 
It's a lot harder than you think. to listening to that let me know when you do it and I, I should listen in oh okay where, where can we where can listeners find that tune in and listen well if you put it uh, if you put in a link I'll, um, I'll put it I'll put the link on the podcast for you and I, I should, and I should share it for you. For you, not a problem. Why do you call yourself the Paranormal Road Warrior? I like the name. I like the concept. It's, it's a lot easier to think, who is he? Oh, yes, I remember him. You know, just the, that alone. I think that's it. That, that makes you, like you say, an individual. There's nothing wrong with that. Someone came up with that and it just stuck. 
with everything that I've endured, I've gone through uh, the good, the bad, and even the ugly in this field and throughout my life. It, it just made sense to be the Paranormal Road Warrior, and now it's, what, three, four years later, I'm still the Paranormal Road Warrior. I think it's made you stronger in one way. Do you believe, do you believe that? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm a much different investigator. Um, I'm more focused. I'm more, not that I wasn't focused before her death. Um, I just had my hand in everything. Um, I'm just more um, laid back now. Uh, and um, I just have a, a different view on everything. It's, it's, it's much deeper this time this go around because you have to understand while she battled her cancer I retired for two and a half years yeah yeah you said yeah. normal investigator hmm. and um so when I came back I had a, a whole new view a whole new outlook on my job my responsibility as a paranormal investigator not to mention my job my responsibility as a role model in this field as well this is very important isn't it because you don't want to be perceived as you, you want to be perceived how you would like people to like to know you, isn't it? Well, you know, people say it all the time when they meet me, they're like, I just thought you'd be different. I'm a very humble person. Uh, you know, I, I guess they expect me to be a stuck up snob being a Paris celeb um, and being on TV, blah, blah, blah. I'm a humble person, and I tell them, look, I put my pants on just like you. I'm just like you. I'm nobody. So, so you say sometimes it's the luck of the draw, isn't it? That's all it is, isn't it? Being in the right place, right time. And like you said, you had that, you had that, um, uh, first time you did your first investigation, you got such incredibly good evidence. That that has stayed with you for such a long time. Right, right. I mean, it's just uh, it's just been one blessing after another, honestly, throughout my career. Every time I think, and I just wrote about this on, on Facebook. Every time I thought my career was going to peak, um, something else would happen. I think you've obviously been guided like me. I think that your 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 pull is towards a certain direction. As you and you're pulling be pulled more and more and more. I, I believe that. It's, it's happening again. Here I'm I'm about to do my radio show. I'm filming for two T V shows. I mean it's like oh my gosh. Here we go again. Boom. So, you know, it's a blessing. And and I've been blessed. And, and, and you know, um, you know, it, it just, it's just the nature of the game, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I just, uh. Well, you come across uh, to me as just, a, just the average Joe blogs, uh, you know, apart from the more famous bit. I, I, it's just, it's crazy because, like I said, things have family network, you know, we help thousands of families a year, 
and, and, you know, I'm the one who gets the thank you letters because if it wasn't for me forming this network, that family wouldn't have gotten the peace that they needed with the paranormal activity that they were dealing with and me bringing in the right team to help them. Not to mention all the charity work I do, you know, um, breast cancer, humane society. Uh, my biggest charity is uh, Cuddles for Cancer. I collect brand new teddy bears for children who are battling cancer in hospitals. I'm, I think I'm seven bears shy right now of 500 bears already. Wow. And how, if, if people are listening, how could they help you with this? I know we live in the UK, and, and it probably was a bit... But Yeah, but I mean, if there's somebody living in America, because I I do I do put this on American podcast sites. What some company should do, if they helped you, if there's a company out there thinking, oh, we could help you, you know, with the shipping and that, they would give them great, great kudos with the, the world and great promotion that they are decent human beings at the end of the day and not a corporation just out for money. I agree. I agree with you. I'm a great believer like you. If you can help one person in this world, you've achieved something. Because you can't help the millions. It's impossible. But if I help you, you help me, and you help someone else, and you, they help someone else, it comes like a chain reaction. Now, but is there any links you'd like to give anybody, but you know, that you would like them to go to or look at? Okay, fair enough. Okay. Oh, that, uh, 
it's on most pages because the the web the web address is kind of long and I understand it. I I I I've I've looked up the website yeah. addresses and sometimes they're like. Fifteen loads were a long time. It's a bit like when I was early doing your bio. I shortened your bio, folks. If you're listening, I had to show shorten his bio because it would have been hard. Nearly the whole show, the whole show would have been Brandon's bio and not talking to him. That's one word. So, you know, that's, yeah, so that's why I'm saying if you go to those, those fan pages, uh, my public page or my team page, you can find the web address there. Okay. Well, I, 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 do you enjoy television work? Do you find it a little bit more different? No, because um, it wouldn't be you, would it? It's not really the same who you are. I don't think you are. You come across as a genuinely genuine person to me. And as I said, I, 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 if I didn't know who you was, because I, I admit I didn't know who you was until I had to look you up. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but, but I thought this is why I, 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 why I, how I find my guests is basically I look at their profile and think, ah, interesting person. I'll go and ask them if they want to be on my podcast show. And most people do reply. Because they like me, they like talking about themselves. Nothing wrong with that. Because that's how you promote yourself. Well, I'm not, if you notice, I'm not really talking about myself a whole lot. No, no, and exactly. You're talking about what you do, your charity work. and. to um, 
give back to a lot of people, um, thousands and thousands and thousands. Um, you know, like I said, I, I'm just me. I, I'm nobody special. I, I just do the work that I'm supposed to. Like my late wife said something to me once, and, and, and this was back when I had an ego, um, because I, I own the TV network, so I had a very big ego, because I had one of the largest networks on the internet, um, and she said, Brandon, it's not what you get out of life, it's what you give to life. Exactly, well, well, well said, well said. Thank you for. I went deep there, I know. Yeah, but that's alright. It's okay to be deep. There's nothing wrong with that. I like to thank you for being on my show, and I like to do a unique sign off. Are you prepared for my unique sign off? What's that? It's a little bit out there, but don't worry. Don't panic. Are you ready? I just got to clean my throat a bit. I'm ready. Thank you, Brandon, for being on my show. I support your cancer research, you know. Please support him and listen to his show. And if you have a bear, give him one, you know. Thank you very much for being on my show. Ta-ta, goodbye, thank you. Thanks for having me on. That was cool.